yesterday or uh, Saturday rather, he felt led of the Lord to come by and visit us. He then began to tell me he's starting a church right over by the Korean Presbyterian Church, so just right over here, said that they had faced many obstacles, and he wanted to come and bless us. In that time, we found out that this is the same man that had prayed for me and, and inspired me as a young man 14 years ago. He's been a missionary to the Philippines, to Chicago, planting dozens and dozens of churches. It's our honor to have him here, so would you get up off your seats? Welcome, Pastor Ray. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brother, for making time today. Preach, amen, like you did back then. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Joe, for this awesome opportunity and privilege to be here. Boy, I walk in into the building. I can hear the sound of Pastor uh, Joe's uh, voice on the elevator. And I said, my Lord, I am walking into a powerhouse. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have forgotten about that 14 years ago. But uh, God has really does things in mysterious way. Sometimes God does things in a very surprising way. You know, and, uh, and then we were talking about uh, Chad, who was one of the young men that, during that time when I visited, and when I went back to my office, I opened my computer, and on the Facebook, there was Chad with his wife. And he said, Pastor Ray, do you still remember me? How you impacted my life? So I responded right away. I said, guess what? I just came out, I just visited Joe, and we connected ourselves, and such a small world. And then I responded, said, yeah, Joe just told me that you guys met together. The Lord is good. Now, now, the kingdom of God is building up you know, and coming together. Praise the Lord. What a joy and what a privilege it is to be with you. You know what? I, I, I came because when I saw your, the sign of your church, I, I said, you know what? I better, get, uh, I better get to know the people and introduce myself because our, we're all building the same kingdom. I have a wedding last Saturday from, uh, from uh, you know, young people from Belmont Assembly of God. And they told me, and they said, uh, you know, the Joshon family, yeah, that, uh, Krista, uh, uh, Anthony, get married again. And so uh, they were telling me, and they said, hey, our youth pastor, you, uh, our, youth, our youth pastor now is having a church not too far from where you are. I said, <laughs> I said, I just visited him <laughs> this morning, and then so got a connection. Uh, and I told Pastor, let's do something spectacular, something you know extraordinary together to shake this community for Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. First of all, I would like to say thank you for responding to the call of God. Thank you for making yourself available to the Lord. Thank you. For allowing yourself to become instrument in the hands of God in this generation. I admire you. I salute you. I, you know, I uh, bow down before you. My heart rejoices when I see young people giving their lives to the Lord. You can be doing something, you know, else. But you have heard the voice of God and you responded to the call of the Lord. And let me tell you. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it, and it will never be a waste of time. The best investment you could ever make in your life. I got saved at the age of 15. 
I start preaching at the age of 16. I went to Bible school at the age of 17. I have my first associate, associate pastor when I was 18 years old. And I'm 66 years old now. It's getting better and better and better every day. And so that song that goes this way, every day with Jesus, is sweeter than the day before. It's a reality. Amen. And I have no remorse. I have no regrets. I have, you know, I, all I have is just a, a fulfillment and a satisfaction that I am where God wants me to be and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what, that thing, my friend, cannot be bought by money. And so I, I admire you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you for responding to the voice of God. And you are on for a great excitement and a great adventure in life. And fasten your belt. God is going to take you to the highest heights as you are willing to go. There are no stopping point. You have come to the point of no return. Your plane has taken off. You must keep on going up or else you are going to crash. Amen? So thank you for allowing me. And I have some few things burning in my spirit. I, was, I came out from here Saturday. I said, Lord, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to deposit into the heart of young people? And I have just four simple things that became tools in my life as I endeavor and launch into the ministry. And I would like to share that to you. Uh, uh, this has been proven. It's in the scripture. And it will never fail. And I believe that these are some of the important keys that we can take hold in our lives as we progress in the ministry. And uh, like in the military, the, the boot camp is the hardest. But if you pass the boot camp, then you will make a career in the military. Uh, and so today you are in the boot camp. You know, so... Let's all stand, please, and let's read the Word of God. And I'm just going to read a few verses. First Samuel chapter 10. First Samuel chapter 10. And I w I'm, I'm just going to read, read verse 6, 7, and 9. 8 and 9. And it says, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal. And behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days shalt thou Terry, till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. Verse 9. And it was so. Say with me. And it was so. And it had, in other words, it happened. It took place. Okay. That when he had turned his back. When he had, had turned his back. Facing Samuel, and now he turned his back to go in whole in his own way. They parted his way, their ways, and he said, and when he was, he turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him. Okay? 
God gave him. God gave him another heart. God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. Father, I thank you for the power of your word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will speak and minister into our lives. I thank you for divine impartation. I thank you for divine release in the vessel that are here today. I pray for the deposit that the Holy Spirit will live into the hearts and mind of these young people. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Ghost in our midst right now. Father, I pray that what you have done in the lives of soul will accomplish and happen in the lives of every one of us today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Lord. We open up our hearts to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. First of all, I would like to mention something. That in God's economy, there are no accidents. I would like to repeat. In God's economy, there are no accidents. There are no mistakes in God's economy. Everything is prearranged, preordained, and God knows what is ahead before even it took place. So here we see that circumstances took place uh, to bring soul into his destiny. For what reason in just this particular day that all of the animals think talk to go their own ways and they got lost. And so his father said, find the lost animal. He thought that he was looking for his father's possession, but he ended up finding a throne and a crown. You know what? When you cooperate with God and you partners with God, you will get more done what you expect to get. Hallelujah. When you follow the steps and the direction and, the, and you allow God to order your step, whether you are in the ministry or not, or just a mere believer, you will receive more than you deserve. You will receive, receive more than you expect. God will give you exceeding abundantly above all what your mind can conceive, perceive, understand, and believe. When you begin to plug in into the power of God, uh, you are on for a great treat. And so Saul was looking for his father's asses. But the nation of Israel are trying to become other, like other nations that they want to have a king. To make the long story short, God said to Samuel, do not cry, do not be offended, do not get hurt. Don't be hurt. They are not rejecting you as a prophet. They are rejecting me as, as their God. So to make the long story short, is his soul is coming, and he will be looking for the animals, and he will be the first king okay, of Israel. And then he's from the tribe of Benjamin, one of the smallest tribe, tribe of Israel. And he was saying to Saul, be from the tribe of Benjamin. Right, we are insignificant. We are just a small tribe. But never underestimate who you are. Never 
underestimate who you are. God has created you with a great potential for greatness. God has deposited something in you human. He created you for success. And you should never believe less than that. Hallelujah. And so, Samuel said, well, God said he will be anointed as a king. So the story, and I'm sitting this story, and then I'm going to give you the four points, and then we're going to pray. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to speak too long, because I just want to release what God has deposited in my heart for all of these years and all the things. I wish I have time to tell you all my mistakes and my fumble and all my, you know, because we will make mistakes. But a wonderful, beautiful thing is that we learn from our mistakes. So here, finally he conceded, you know, to agree to be anointed. And there are four things that encourages his heart, which I believe will encourage your heart. And so Samuel said to him, don't look at your potential. Don't look at your ability. Don't look at what you can do. Don't compare yourself with you with others. Because when God anoints you, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Folks, let me tell you, it is good to be trained. It is good to have a systematic uh, process of, of orientation in the ministry. Learning is important. But beyond that, the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts the heart and bring them to salvation. It's the one that delivers people from a drug addiction, from every oppression and bondage in life. Folks, unless God's Spirit moves upon us, there's nothing. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And let me tell you, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you are endued with the power of God, when God's Spirit began to move upon you, like in the days of creation, darkness cannot get a hold of you. Because in the midst of darkness, the Holy Spirit is moving in the deep. Hallelujah. And He calleth the deep to the deepest deep. Of revelation of truth and power. It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. I want you to learn everything that you could learn in here. Don't push aside the books. Study everything that you need to study, but above that and beyond that, get acquainted with the Holy Ghost. Get plugged in to the real socket of power. Get acquainted to the one who said to Mary, Don't worry if you are married or not. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the Almighty will overshadow you. And that's all what you need. Let me tell you folks, I don't have any education. When I went to Bible school, they tried to send me home. I couldn't speak English. I was skinny. I was short. I was and according to the, <laughs> to the faculties and staff, I am not a good material for ministry. Three times they have a conference to send me home. Thank God for one teacher who stood on my behalf. We're not knowing, I have no knowledge of what was going on. And he said, well, if this young man said he's called by God and God sent him here, who are we to send, his, send him home? Who are we to decide whom God can use and whom God cannot use. Thank God for the woman. She went to be with the Lord already. But when you 
Get acquainted with the Holy Ghost. When you allow yourself to be soaked in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, every yoke will be broken, every burden will be lifted, and God's Spirit will release you to your purpose and destiny. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I came not to you preaching the gospel with enticing word, but with the demonstration of the power of God, so that your faith might be established in the power of God and not in the wisdom of man. But it doesn't give you any excuse not to study your lesson. It doesn't give you any excuse not to know the subject. Because if you do not know, the Holy Ghost have nothing to use. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But I want you to understand that unless the Holy Spirit use you, Unless you become available to the Holy Spirit, you can know all the principles of learning. You can know about hermeneutics, exegesis, homiletics. You can know all everything that you need to learn in Bible school. But it's just a dried, you know, stale breath. It doesn't satisfy. But you might fumble and stumble and might not be able not to preach and cannot express yourself very well like me. But when the anointing of God came upon you, the people will respond. Let me tell you that the people doesn't care about how much do you know. The people out there doesn't know. doesn't care about how much can you get. He, he came about how can you help me get out of this mess? How can you help me Straighten up my life. Uh, I want to change. Uh, and no hermeneutics, no exegesis, no, no, no. Uh, Old Testament, New Testament, life of Christ can do that. Only the Holy Spirit. And when you release the anointing of God, Jesus said, I have anointed by the Holy Spirit uh, to preach the gospel, to, to open the blind eyes. Hallelujah. Church, uh, minister, that's what we need. The empowerment of the Holy Ghost. And God said to, uh, the prophet said to Simon, to, to, to Saul, don't worry about all those details. The Holy Spirit <laughs> will come upon you. Hallelujah. I like that song. Come Holy Spirit, I need you. And the Holy Ghost is one, is called as our standby helper, our paraclete, the one who is always ever ready to help. Secondly, it is important that not only that it's important for us to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to move not by our emotion. Emotion is good, but emotion comes and goes. But the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't depend on our emotion. It depends on our intimacy and relationship with Him. Now, the second thing that I said, when the Spirit of God move upon you, you will begin to prophesy. In my own opinion, prophecy is equal to preaching. I believe in prophetic gifts. But every time I preach the gospel, I believe I'm prophesying to the people. The mind of God. What is in the heart of the Lord. So he said, you'll begin to prophesy. You can declare the oracles of God. You're going to declare the unsearchable riches of the kingdom of God. You're going to impart direction. You're going to impart not only information, but you're going to give them focus and clarity so that they will know their destiny. 
So he said, when the Holy Ghost come upon you, the Spirit of God will turn you into another man. I can spend there for one hour. How important and necessary it is for us to change from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from worship to worship, from meditation to meditation, from soul winning to soul winning, from glory to glory to glory. We got to experience a daily transformation with God. We can never say, I have arrived. There is always rough ages, edges in our lives that needs to be polished. There is still a lot of skeleton in our closet that need to be thrown out into the garbage. Only God can change your heart. Only God can change your destiny. Only God can change the course of your life. And it is imperatively important for every minister to decide, God change me. Turn me into another man. Now when I speak, my people will say, will see, I am different because of that new thing. Hallelujah. I like that song, Change My Heart, O God. Make it ever true. For the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now let me tell you, the textbook cannot change you. Sometimes, if you are not careful, your education can ruin you. Now, I belong to the Assemblies of God. And in the earliest, uh, I got saved in the Assemblies of God. I've been in the Assemblies of God since I was 15 years old. And I saw how it evolved from the power, the emphasis in the power of God to the emphasis in education. And that's why when you go to a lot of assembly of the churches now, they're like a mutuary than a church. There are now churches in the assemblies of God I visited that I could not tell whether they are for gospel or Pentecostal, but they, they are good. You know, they build university, Bibles, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they shifted the emphasis of changing the heart. Rather than uh, changing the mind, rather than changing the heart. They, ch- they shift the emphasis on the education of the heart, of the mind, rather than educationing the heart. Now let me tell you, we need to sharpen our mind. We need to equip our mind. We need to fill up our hearts, our mind with information. We need to be... Uh, on step of what is happening in the world. We need to be informed if we will be effective speaker of the Lord. We need to be well uh, acquainted with what's happening in our community, in our country, in our uh, in the world we live in, because it will help you. But beyond and above that, you can fill your mind with all information, but if your spirit is dead, it comes out dead. We need to have a transformation, a change in our character, in our attitude, in how we deal with people. Don't get into the, into the trap of, oh, I'm the minister, I'm better than anybody. And you, you know, the more I grow in the ministry, the more I realize that God has just given me people. So that I can exercise the gifts they have given me. 
There are pastors who will rule, will control the people and dominate their people. And just rule them with like a rod of iron. They operate in the intellectual mind and the more learned you are and the more education you are, they believe that the more better you are. And I agree with that in some level. But sometimes more knowledge destroy our fire for Him. Don't get me wrong. I wish I can go back to school. I did not finish high school, but I learned everything in the school of the Holy Spirit. The first thing that the Holy Spirit taught me when the Holy Ghost came upon me, learn how to pray. Touch the throne of heaven. God will speak to you where the textbook cannot speak to you. God will reveal to you what hermeneutics cannot reveal to you. God will let you know what is in the heart of your people and you'll be able to minister to them more than knowing. Step one, step two, step three. You know, I believe that biblical interpretation is important. But if you are plugged into the Holy Spirit who knows all truth, who will guide you into all truth, He will teach you everything that you need to know. But we need to be transformed into another man, into another woman. The past is, is gone. We need to be renewed, everything. Every day with Jesus is a different day. The, your future is brighter than yesterday. Your tomorrow is better than today. Your today is better than yesterday. There needs to be a continuous uh, transformation. Uh, we are not yet a finished product. We are still in the assembly line. Uh, and let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is still building His church. Uh, and it's not yet finished for the rapture has not taken place yet. So therefore, He is changing us. From glory to glory to glory to glory until we arrive into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Hallelujah. Transformed from the inside. Number three. God made a promise. I will be with you. That's all what you need, honey. When God said, I will be with you, He meant it. He said, He didn't say, when things are bright and beautiful, I'll be with you. He didn't say that, you know, when there are monies and bills are paid, I'll be with you. When your church is growing, I'll be with you. But He said, I'll be with you in the midst of darkness. I'll be with you in the midst of sorrow. And let me tell you, in ministry, you will face more sorrows than joy. Hear me. There's joy in the ministry. But you will face and experience more sorrows than joy. Pain. More pain than you experience. Because dealing with people is another animal in itself. I will rather uh, uh, pastor a hundred cows than to pastor ten people. That's why we need to have that, that, the grip of that promise. I will be with you. Because if I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm for you. And if I'm with you and I'm for you, who can stand against you? Hallelujah. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The bank account will leave you. All the resources will dry up. But I will be with you. That's all what we need. I was living in San Francisco. I was invited to preach in Hong Kong. My wife said, you have no ticket. I said, well, the Lord said, go. So I went to the airport. 
when I arrived in the airport, I got scared and embarrassed because the line was long. And Pan Am counter is before me. And the line before me is getting shorter and shorter. And I'm looking, I said, there are a lot of people. I said, they're going to laugh at me. I'm going to go. I said, what have I done to myself now? You know, I should have listened to my wife. But on the other hand, and I said, but you have heard the voice of God. And you know it's the voice of God. Whom are you going to trust? Your emotion, your intellect, or the Lord? So I got encouraged. One more person before me. And I said, oh God. I was sweating, cold sweat already. And I was thinking about, maybe I should excuse myself and just pretend I'm doing something until the line will be over. But the line getting longer behind me. It was at night. So when I arrived at the counter, all I did is I handed, I handed over my passport. <laughs> and I looked at it. And said, oh, so you are Reverend Ray? I said, there's a ticket there waiting for you. <laughs> I, 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 I said, a ticket? I said, hey! I said to myself, I said, hallelujah. See, when God promise, I will be your ticket. I will be your bread. I will be your life. I will be your empire. I will be your joy. I will be your strength. I will be your shield and your exceeding great reward. That's enough, my beloved. Hallelujah. He'll never fail you. He'll never turn his back from you. Your deacons will turn against you. Your big supporters and titans in the church will leave you if you will start preaching righteousness. But God will never leave you. Hold on to that promise. In this humble life of mine, I never dream I'll be in America or in Africa or Australia or New Zealand or in London. I just got an invitation to speak at a conference in London in October. What I'm saying is that God is with you. He will make every crooked path straight. So in your studies in here, Learn the textbook, but acquaint yourself with the God of the book. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is going to be with you. And David said, God was with me. The lions and the bear, I killed them with my bare hands. And who is this uncircumcised Goliath? Hallelujah. What God did to the bear and the lions... He will do it to this guy. So number three, I want us to understand God has a promise. He will be with you. And lastly, look at verse 9. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. God gave him. He did not only become another man. He has another heart. I began to understand it more when Proverbs said, Guard, protect, watch over your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. I began to realize it more when Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And let me just summarize everything that is in my mind right now, because I have no time to expound it. Listen carefully. For this very simple but profound truth. 
We analyze things. We understand things through our mind, through our intellect. Right? We discern things through our intellect, through our mind. That's why there are a lot of intelligent people who are illiterate. Their mind are full of information like a computer. But I want you to understand, understanding is in the mind. Believing is in the heart. Hello? We, you, you cannot, uh, once it is processed in your mind and you understood it, it goes into your heart uh, and that's when the believing comes. Hello? We need to change our heart. No wonder the Bible said, rent your heart and not your garment. No wonder the Apostle Paul emphasizes on the circumcision of the heart rather than the circumcision of the foreskin of your life. The circumcision of the change of the God said, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone, rebellious and stubborn and unteachable. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. He turned around and God gave him a new heart. A teachable heart. An obedient heart. A willing heart. A servant heart. A giving heart. But we are, we are born into this world with, with being educated to be mine, 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 mine. What can I get? What can I, uh, I earn from this? What can I benefit? But when God changed your heart, it is not what I can get. What can, what can I give? Hallelujah. What can I give? What can I share? What can I share? Let me tell you. Folks, many of our Bible school students, their brain has blown, blown up with all of this information and enlarged, but their hearts shrink. Shrunk. I would rather that your heart will be more bigger than your mind. Where you can feel the feeling of the infirmities of the people you are serving. Hallelujah. Where you will understand the pain and the agony they are going through. It's the heart that touches. Not the mind. The mind will scrutinize. The mind will, will uh, pass judgment. The mind will pass, uh, you know, uh, condemnation. But the heart, the heart of compassion. Unless you're moved with compassion, you'll never be able to minister effectively to the people. Purify our hearts. Hallelujah. Let us have a changed heart. Because it's not enough to, uh, to be a changed person. We can do that in the natural. You can just have a new haircut and you, you know, and, then, and you will look different. But I want you to understand your outward appearance doesn't impress God. He is more impressed by the attitude of your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. You are in the right place. This is the best Bible school to be in. Where it balances the mind 
on the heart. We cannot neglect and push aside the mind and just dwell on the heart. And we cannot also push aside the heart and just dwell in the mind. God is a God of balance. And when the heart and the mind is in the same page, watch out, baby. Explosion is going to happen. Hallelujah. The heal, the sick will be healed. The blind eyes will be opened. The cripple will walk. Goiter will disappear. Cancer will bow down. Hallelujah. When the mind and the heart got married, you become one. And then the anointing is flowing. Glory Koshata. And God is with you. No weapons from against you shall prosper. You will succeed. You will prosper. And your ministry will enlarge. Hallelujah. Solomon said, in all of your getting, get understanding. And that word understanding, I've been studying, not just the understanding of the mind, with your mind, but with the understanding also with your heart. The mind and the heart should not conflict each other, but it should harmonize. Hallelujah. So when you mind... And your heart are yoked together with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God. My God, hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, beloved, you are on, you're on for a great experience and adventure in God. Here, learn to experience God daily. If you're going to be preaching Him for the rest of your life, you better get to know Him better. Allow God to enlarge your heart. Because the more your heart enlarges, the more He deposits in there. And the only way you can enlarge your heart is to remove some of the things that occupy your heart. And sometimes God will ask you to give up the very darling of your life. Like Abraham asking Isaac. Well, God asking Abraham to offer Isaac. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm ready to be endured by the power of God. I'm ready for a fresh anointing from the Lord. And I'm going to allow myself by the power of the anointing of God to be transformed into becoming a different person in God. Hallelujah. And now I'm just being reminded that I'm not alone. God is with me. He will fight my battle. He will prepare my ways. He will prepare my path. My destiny is secure in God. Hallelujah. And now God is going to enlarge my heart. So big to have room for all the world. Some of you will become missionaries. Some of you will become evangelists. Some of you will become uh, professors and teachers in Bible. Some of you will become pastors. Hallelujah. All of these things are applicable to any ministry. You will be involved in the kingdom of God. 
Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and begin to say to the Lord, fill me up right now, Lord. Holy Ghost, come upon my life. Hallelujah. My God, saturate me with anointing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I give you praise. Thank you for calling me, Lord. Thank you for giving me a chance. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, oh God, to serve you. I'm here to be prepared. I'm here to be equipped. And oh God, I pray, I'm here also to change and to be transformed and to be renewed by might and power from the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, take hold of me. Everything that I am, I surrender to Thee. Holy Ghost, fill me to overflowing in the mighty name of Jesus. Transform my mind. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. Enlarge my spirit, O God. Hallelujah. I release a press anointing upon you. I release the impartation of the Holy Ghost upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Pastor Joe has told me to pray for you guys. And in five minutes, God can do a great mighty work. I want you to just line up in here. I'm going to spend too much time. I'm just going to touch you and touch you and release impartation from the Holy Ghost in your life right now. And as I touch you, just say, Lord, transform my life. Give me a new heart. Endow me with power from on high. Holy Ghost, right now, I'm available. Hallelujah. Shape me. You are the potter. I am the clay. I surrender to you even right now. Hallelujah. Father, Father, Boko Shakamandere, Shandalala Bobo Shakamandere. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God.